0: We've got a panel this morning, as Pastor um, uh, Teresa said, we're going to talk about meaningful connections. We're created for a connection with uh, with God. That's a lovely thing about our faith, is that right back, as Teresa said, in um, Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone, right? So we're con- created for a connection with God, and we're created for a connection with each other. Uh, and, you know, Pastor um, Billy Graham is, is often quoted as saying "Is it?" man has a God-sized vacuum, or a God-sized hole, that can only be filled by God through his son Jesus Christ. So that's gonna be the topic for this morning. It is a big discussion, but who better to have the discussion than my esteemed panel here. We've got Mr. David Unwin. We've got the, uh, the lovely Cat Walker. And we've got the handsome Dan Bowman on the end there. So, I'm really looking forward to our discussion. Let's kick it off. Um, So, the the question that I'm gonna ease us uh, into, and it also sets and defines terms for our discussion is, I better have a look. What are meaningful relationships, and why are they important in the context of a church community? So, we'll, um, ladies before gentlemen, so we're gonna start with David. No, no, no. we'll start with. We'll go from my my right to left. So we'll start with you, David.
1: Yeah, well, I guess, um, like, Sundays are a day for corporate worship. And so, um, yeah, it's, um, there's a necessity to sort of move past that relationship where we're just here and we're saying hi to each other and we're just um, individually worshipping. But, yeah, like that whole idea of um meaningful relationships that can be gained um, is just so important for moving past that point and just um sharing on a personal level and supporting each other on a personal level so having christian friends to um mentor you to um help you move into that space um not just here on sunday but but throughout your week and um Mm -hmm yeah just support you work and journey alongside you as christians so yeah meaningful relationships uh you know just so important to my personal faith like um I'm just looking around the room and 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 just even yeah so so many of um you have um inputted to me, and I'm just so appreciative to have, have these people with me um and but yeah like it's it's to me it's um yeah it's about that personal connection and and support that can be gained from that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, David. Cat.
2: So when I was thinking about this question, kind of like praying about it, I honestly was brought to that picture of that as described in Acts two, where you know um, straight after the day of Pentecost there was an overflow that came into the church and it, it was this thing. theres It's actually, I think it's in the end of Acts, it's called the fellowship of the believers. And all of a sudden there was an overflow of the Holy Spirit and believers began to um, gather together. It said they went to church daily, they started selling their possessions, the rich would sell to look yeah. after the poor. Yeah. They were eating together, they were having meals, they were doing life together and it became this thing where it was this cycle and I, and I was like, God do we have to go to church every day and then and then i honestly felt like like god said no but but the overflow and the real like when the holy spirit is on you it your relationships are deeper and you extended further both spiritually but also physically. So I think, like, yep, yep, you want to yep. eat together, you want to do life together. When someone's, like, we've had a, a someone pass this week, as a, the family of God is gathering around together. When people are going through hard times or when their relationships are being stressed, we're, like, not leaning back, but we're leaning in together. We're Come gathering practically, so bringing in meals, you know, and it's the it's both spiritual and physical. So, for me, that's, that's really when I can see someone doing that, I know that they're leaning into God and they're really, that's a Christian, right? That's the Christian life for yeah, me. That's wonderful, church. wonderful.
0: Thank you. That's a, that's a pretty high bar there, Dan. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One cuts in.
2: That's all I've got.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, but Dan, I guess you've, um, uh, um, amongst the panel of you, you've had decades in this church, right? So, in terms of meaningful
3: relationships for you, uh, what are they, and I, and I guess... Yeah. I um, think well, in church life, I mean, a long year here, you, 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 I think you, uh, you get to a point where you have relationship at some level with probably most people in church. Um, but I think meaningful relationships, the word, I think Kat mentioned, touched on it before, um, they have depth to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be Sunday-only connections. You just connect with people on the Sunday, and you know, that's that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, the the meaningful ones are the the Monday to Sunday ones. The um, through every trial, through every celebration, through every season. But they've got they've got depth to them. I think, and um, yeah, it, it works both ways. You know, you encourage each other. You support each other. You love love upon each other. You're generous towards towards each other. You're vulnerable with each other. Um, so yeah, just just genuine depth is. What, what I think of when I think of a meaningful relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. And, and I like that, um, the analogy of depth, right? And, and that probably flows on to the next question I have. In uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, it says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And I guess in order to actually live that out, a relationship needs to have, have depth. So uh, I guess how do these relationships um, support our spiritual walk? How can they benefit, I guess, our spiritual walk? david
1: yeah yeah look it's um for me personally it's um when you're journeying in a meaningful relationship in a close relationship with someone um you're coming alongside and you're allowing um that person to have input to your life and so you're not setting yourself up as teachers but uh, i mean uh, you know we used to sing a song years ago brother let me be your servant so you're You're sort of allowing someone to come and, like Jesus, wash your feet. And so um, that's a really vulnerable thing. And so in that space of vulnerability, um, you're allowing people to have input to your life. And, and, you know, like most of us, that's not something we'll just do immediately. It's something we have to sort of develop relationship Mm -hmm. and connection Mm -hmm. to then allow people to move into that space. Because... You know, I know for myself, like um, and, and I'm sure my wife would attest to this there's there's a lot of things that need to change. and so you know like it's um it's just great to have people that um, you know, like the marriage relationship is great for that, but also relationship between Christian brothers and sisters where we allow people to move past that sort of just superficial friendship phase and actually say, hey, I've seen this and and maybe that needs to change or hey I I see you doing that and I want to be part of that too so it's 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 a correction thing but it's an inspiration thing so it's that allowing that um I would call it authenticity so Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. allowing people to not just be superficial and um, move past that friendship phase into like a I want to intentionally um, input into your life and I want to receive your input I want to be like you and I want you to be like me and so just being Jesus to each other and and we've mentioned a few of those sort of um, examples when that might happen like in a caring situation when Mm -hmm. someone um, has a a deep need but it can also be celebration you know like um, Supporting each other through the birth of children, through marriages, through relationships. So yeah, yeah, just Mm. lots of positive things to be gained from moving past that superficial level. Yeah,
0: Mm. And I guess, Kat, before we go to you, you've probably had some experience in the last couple of years coming back after decades away. Now, obviously, you had relationships already, but um, it had been a long time. So how did you, I guess, feel coming back and sort of reintroducing yourself, new relationships, uh, et cetera?
2: Yeah, that that's such a good question. So a um, little quick snapshot of our backstory, but Josh and my husband and I were here for the first 10 years of the church and then went to university in Brisbane. And then, you know, 25 years later, we moved back. So the church is a completely different church, completely different faces but the heart remained the same, which is great. So we we come in, and we know it's a safe place. We know it's a good place. But you know, when we came back, we before we even came, you know, we're bringing back these pre-teenage kids, and we started praying about friendship. We already were praying before we got here because we were we knew we were leaving. We'd been in Canada for ten years, and we had this deep relationship that we knew we were leaving that wasn't we didn't want to let that go it's like family when you have to move home so we're we're moving to a new place and we've got this heart like how are we going to fit in how are we going to make this work and you know there's some really like it's almost typical but it's the things that the, the church has set up that actually helped us so the first thing was that we got invited to Andrew and Miranda Davis's connect group And it like Fiona actually invited us, which I can say that was a relationship that was already here for us that had started when I was 16. We were this odd couple. And I think one of the gifts that God gives us in church is that we are friends with someone that we may not be friends with outside of church. So I was 16. She was 21. I think she felt sorry for me at that time. (laughs) She kind of looked after me. It's a, God, it's a God relationship though because all these years later we came back and Fiona had gone and come back at the same time and um, she invited us to Connect Group and that just anchored us. It gave us something because when we got back here, everyone was wearing masks. It was actually not an immediate like we couldn't we were like who are these people we don't know their faces and we needed to go to someone's home and be anchored so we started building those relationships and you know it takes time we're two years in and i feel like oh yeah this is family but we had to let that happen naturally and just i just encourage anyone who's new and and you're nervous about joining a connect it was gold for us it was that's 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 really what's brought us in
0: so good Dan and I guess yeah the question is how can meaningful relationships support our spiritual walk and our family etc
3: support it um, yeah I mean they're crucial they're, they're so crucial having um, having meaningful and deep and you know, genuine relationships um, can help your spiritual walk your family your you know, every element of your life um, and you know, it, it takes time it takes effort. Uh, we didn't just turn up and all of a sudden had just a huge, big family full of close friends. We had to put ourselves out there to join a group, to join a team, to, you know, and, and just make connection with people. So there was that element of, okay, we need to, if we want meaningful relationships, it's got to, we've got to start that ball rolling. And um, I'm so glad we did. I mean, yeah, we, we've got so many um, incredibly close friendships of people who go to church, who don't go to church, but who have been there through every season that we've been in. Um, and spiritually, I know that we wouldn 't be where we are now if it hadn 't been for yeah. key people so that um, yeah. that God placed in our world um yeah. and you know and are still there you know with, through through each other. and i think that that 's what meaningful relationships are, are when when you 're going through a challenging season yeah. it 's people who can actually love on you and be there for you yeah. but aren 't afraid to correct you and guide you as well they 're not just they 're not just yes people yeah. they don 't just jump on your bandwagon and agree with everything you say you know whatever um you know, a season for us is when, our, um, speaking of relationships, when our marriage went through um, a, an extremely challenging season a few years ago, and um, it was it was messy. Um, it was about eighteen months of, of us living separately, and we got young kids, and it was just it was the toughest thing we've ever had to walk through. And um,
1: oh, come on, and, um, come on.
3: And I just, you know, and the marriage we have now is a marriage I couldn't even begin to pray for. It, it, it's that, and it's not so much because of us, but it's because of God ultimately, mm-hmm. but the people that he's placed around our world. We had close friends who wouldn't take my side, wouldn't take Trish's side, but took our yeah, side. Love and, it. Wow. Um, you know, people like Sandy and Shorty are absolute pillars mm-hmm. in our Ooh. world. Yeah. They're just phenomenal. They're not, um, you know, Shorty. He hugged me. He supported me. Encouraged me. He told me to stop being a bullhead and pull my head in as well. And you know, um, but told me the things that I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. and It was awesome. And you know, David Marine. I'm there's, there's so many people who are, who are, have just been there at our worst and at our best, and um, that's that's helped our spiritual walk because it's allowed us to draw closer to God. And, and and what they've done is they've they've pointed us closer to God. You know, they haven't given us not necessarily um, life-changing advice have encouraged us but they've just pointed us towards jesus Press into god turn up to church and 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 that's what we did and we couldn't have done it without those friendships i love it i love it and i think of um
0: pastor john preached when he kicked off the series a couple of weeks ago around the types of friendships and he talked about the shadrach meshach and abednego friendship and what you're talking about there is the the jethro uh, friendship which is uh the the mentor that you allow to speak into your life And I love that uh, story, Dan. Mm. Amazing. Um, I'm gonna change tack a little bit, right? So I, this morning when I was in kid's church, I saw at least three new families I hadn't seen before, which is amazing. I I love seeing new families come into the church. Um, That's a hard thing though, when you're coming into a new church, right? And I guess David, uh, over the last 12 to 18 months, you've sort of come into church, to the point where you're now running a a fantastic connect group. I hear such great things about it. (laughs) So tell us about your experience and, and how you sort of made those relationships.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my um, <clears throat> my initial start here at the church was a bit rocky, and um... <laughs> Go, <Dave>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm just I'm super grateful for this church. So I came here as a sick person. I physically had a sickness, and um, I was waiting for surgery. And that surgery came up, and um, this church was just amazing. So, like, um, we we came, we moved to the coast, wanting to be part of this congregation. I had been um, Kylie, my wife's uh, sister, had been attending here for years, narrowly, and um, yeah, it was, it, we had visited sometimes on holiday. So it was a great church. We really wanted to be here. We knew we didn't try anywhere else. We came to C three. We came up the coast, and we came to C three. But um, yeah, I wasn't a well person. The church was just so awesome in the way that it gathered around us as a new family like and that just blows away we've been in church world our whole lives but this church just does some things sorry that's that's a real this church does everything really well but they do care so well they do care so well and we just felt really loved on and we were new and we didn't feel like you know anyone would know us or know what I was struggling with you know, just even standing here in church when I when I first came, I was sitting. I couldn't stand to um, to praise God, and I really love praising God. Worship's a big thing for me. But um, yeah, I'm healed, and and that's awesome. Um, but we just received so much support, and so you know, as well as um, receiving that support, we are used to uh, as a couple and opening our home and just wanting to welcome people as well. So it was just awesome to first of all be welcomed, and and that to have that. I guess what we'd been pouring into people's lives in other churches for years receiving that was just oh, was such a blessing and just really helped me through um, so I really want to honor everyone who was involved in those parts and processes the pastoral team and just even people that gathered around us so awesome for that that was my start but yeah um, part of sort of moving through that I'm a, I'm a businessman and so I really love the Pathfinders part I want to give that a big plug today and i um, <laughs> at the time pastor Ian was really proactive in getting me along to that and um, and so yeah we had this friendship with the demons and they invited us to their connect group and um, they're just an awesome couple and we really felt immediately welcomed into the church as we we joined into connect and so um, we were uh, we were used to hosting in our own home so when the opportunity came up and we were asked to host um, we weren't so hesitant about that we were really awesome look I've got to be honest you know when home groups at your place it's much easier to attend am I right (laughs) (laughs) host a group but it's also great, you know, to be worshiping God in your own house. Mm. How, how good is that? So to yeah. be to be bringing other people in, it's great for your children. My children are now adults. Um, they live upstairs in our home. My three boys. But um, yeah, it's just great for them to see us putting our faith yeah. into action in a group. Mm.
0: Fantastic. Um,
1: and so for them to observe that as well. Okay. I've forgotten the question, but hopefully that's answered. it.
0: And David, you you touched on something that's really uh, an integral part of our church, and that's connect groups. Um, And so, Kat, I'll change the question slightly to you in terms of the importance of connect groups in sort of maintaining, developing those uh, relationships.
2: Yeah, so great question. So my husband, Josh, and I have only, we've been connect group leaders now for three connect
0: groups. Awesome. (laughs) And, and so, for, for the for the newcomers in church, tell us what they are and what they involve. In yeah. The...
2: So, um, for us, as I said before, we started going to Andrew Miranda's early on when we first got back, and it, that was for us about. Um, making deeper connections than a Sunday morning. Because on Sunday mornings, we, we can have great conversations, we can get a coffee, we can be here early, we can chat, but it's only ever going to go so deep. And, and when, when things come up in life that you need to talk to someone... Um, who's in the Christian faith, who who has the same beliefs, you need to know who to reach out to. And you may not want to always reach out to a leader, but you just need to have someone to, to be a sounding board. You know, sometimes it's just about encouraging each other. So for us, we knew we needed a connect group. We needed that relationship, that friendship with Christians. We specifically wanted that because we have a lot of friends here on the Sunshine Coast, but we specifically wanted some church friends. And so we invested some time and energy into going to a connect group and then there was another connect group that started earlier this year that we also started going to because we were like they had everyone had similar age boys so we're like yeah let's go to that one too it got a little bit over the top and then both of them in their season decided to stop and we're like we don't have connect group and there was this moment we're like oh maybe we should just relax and just have a term off and then we We both were like, hmm, do we do that? Do we not do that? And then there was this moment where we're like, no. We just... We don't want to let those relationships mm-hmm. go. And there was, and I have to say, it was actually um, the relationship that we'd created with the Rogers. I don't know if they're here today, but Calissa, Calissa and Jason Rogers, um, we had built this friendship. They weren't leaders, we weren't leaders, but we just built this friendship. And I am like, no way. We don't want to lose that relationship. We don't want to yes. lose that friendship because all of a sudden we found like minded people and we were starting to do life together. And I could see it happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to keep going we need to do this so like literally I reached out to Dan yep. <laughs> um, and was like dude we don't have a connect group can we start one and he said yes uh, let's figure it out <laughs> so we figured it out and we're figuring it out now aren't we are we doing okay, you're doing great. You're doing okay well. thanks. Fantastic. thanks boss <laughs> that's great so you're welcome to come to our connect group there you go <laughs> First <laughs> so Just same
1: same. Same <laughs>
0: using this as a recruitment tool oh sorry sorry <laughs> that's all right um so dan uh, ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves a cord of three strands is so not good. quickly broken right Come on. Uh, many of you may not know but as well as being my my leader in terms of leading the children's ministry dan also looks after our pastoral care team so Dan, from a pastoral care perspective, having those relationships, how important are they in a time of crisis or in a time of support
3: um, yeah again, crucial um, so important um, you know in pastoral care we you know we see challenges in people 's worlds that range just yeah i mean there's just so many different layers and levels of it um, fr- from health to relationships to family you know things. Um, and the reality of it is we, you know, people in our church do face, cro- go through seasons yeah. of crisis. Yep. Um, and, look, and that looks different for everybody. Um, and it's, you know, there's, there's so many challenging elements of that as well of seeing people, um, you know, seeing people suffer. You know, you don't want that for people. Um, seeing people go through heartbreak and, and different things. But I was just chatting to someone during the week about it actually. And, I, and one of the one of the most amazing things that you get to see in um, in in a crisis that someone's going through is the, the church people in church coming together and supporting them and yep. um, it's on, it's honestly just incredible. I mean the pastoral team are uh, um, themselves are just I, I can't, you, there's no words to describe how amazing they are um, but then just the friendships of people in church people that aren't leaders, people that don't go oh, I better do this because I have a role to do or things like that but people who are just friends of people and who love people and who go? Yeah, you know what? I can pray for that person every Wednesday. I can go and mow that person's lawn. I can drop a meal off. I can, you know, and and that's and the spiritual side of things in a crisis is, is important, but the practical and side of things is just as important as well. And mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that we see time and time again in, in different people's world of, of crisis but just being connected and being loved upon from people. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they need it in yeah. in that time, and whether it's just an ear to listen to, a shoulder to cry on, or they want some advice, or some encouragement, or just to go and do something completely unrelated, or just to even have a conversation that has nothing to do with what they're going through. Yeah,
0: you know yeah. that's
3: powerful. Of you know I'm going through this right now, but I just want to talk. Let's just chat about everything else except for that. You know, and, uh, and I can
0: imagine Dan that. Um you know, and I think David, you have the experience. Newcomer church would get around them, but I would imagine that in times of crisis or we need support, those existing relationships that you've built and maintained are incredibly important.
3: Yeah, yeah, they are absolutely, and um, and that's that's one of the um, the, the great fruits of, of having great relationships in church is um, you don't know what tomorrow looks like, you don't know what next week looks like, or, or what may come your way, and. Um, you know, what crisis you may be facing in a month 's time or whatever um, and it's it 's those friendships that you have and the people that, that are there for you and have, are in your in your world are the ones that um, that know you better than anyone and can give you the strength you need and, and the encouragement you need and they know what you need mm-hmm. they, without you even having to tell them they just read you and they know you um, like i said uh, i mean there's so many examples I could use i use you know when we, we 're in our marriage crisis there were just key people who just knew what we needed at that point in time right. mm-hmm. um, whether it's something practical praying for us um, you know whatever it was and you mm-hmm. see that time and time again with people who do face a crisis of just amazing genuine hearted people who have just there for them and, and got their back and just go so far over and above Like the, the things that go on behind the scenes of what people do is, is phenomenal fantastic Brilliant. I'm going to stick with
0: you Dan um, Pastor John often talks about uh, he has a saying that he says that Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So, we're going to pivot slightly and Ooh. look at. We've talked about the positive things about uh, maintaining relationships, the negative aspects in terms of the harm that certain relationships can have, either pulling you away from church or. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm not starting with you for any particular purpose, other uh, than. I bet. Meant...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just a coincidence. <laughs> Just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially in my early days of church, I was um, very much in that. Um, living for Jesus, but party mode at the same time, and I was very determined to make it work, and it and it didn't. Um, so save yourself the time and don't bother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I look, I, I look at the relationships I had then, and they're so different to what I have now. And um, you know, not saying they were, be- I mean, they were great people. Some of the relationships I had that I actually lost through different seasons are actually amazing people, and they were relationships for seasons. Um, you know, I made the decision to, you know, um, to stop drinking about probably twelve about twelve years ago and I, that lost me a lot of friendships. Friendships mm-hmm. that I had since yep. I was wow. you know, three or four years old. Um, you know, lifelong friendships of just um,
2: Were you drinking at three or four years old? Yeah. Started young.
3: Started <laughs> young. No, I wasn't drinking Rum and milk. It's good good mix. No, um, <laughs>
1: communion more.
3: Communion. I was taking communion very young, very (laughs) regularly. Um, Yeah, and like I lost a lot of friends of just, you know, because I was, I needed, I had to go to a place where I was like, you know what, I need to get serious with God and get plugged into church and and make some decisions that are going to help me. And that cost me a lot of friendships. And again, I look back at them and, you know, they, they, they hurt and they were quite disappointing and surprising. And, you know, some of the friendships I thought were, um, you know, real genuine friend, and at the time they they were, but again, mm. it comes back to there was no depth there. Um, they, there was no depth, and as hard as it was at the time, I look, I look back and what what I lost, God replaced tenfold over.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, That's amazing. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so true. having having those yeah our relationship and there were a lot who were, you know, I guess a ceiling on my spiritual growth who were just you know just temptations and advice and just you know the whole, you know, oh, you're a Christian, you're going soft, sort of thing, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, people paying you out for going to church, or you know, all those different things. And at the at the time, like it is challenging, and I'm sure people, have, a lot of people have gone through that. And um, and as much as it hurt me at the time, I just look like I said, I look back now, and yeah, and I just think, and I, I I didn't, I don't need those friendships, and God's replaced it with, you know, just the most amazing friends we could ask for. Fantastic, so. that's great, Cat.
0: I know you probably don't have that experience in terms of. Friendships that pull you away, but...
2: <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, I, I Yeah, so I, I was raised in church and I'm a PK. And um, I think a lot of people can... Uh, relate to the fact of being raised in a Christian community but you know um, we all have to go on a journey and I think you used the word authenticity before and that I love that word authenticity because that's a word that I've really learned to embrace and um, when you grow up in church you can actually learn how to put on a church face no no you really yeah, can. Okay. And I think mine was honed beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I had a very good – and I, and I think I genuinely – and I, the thing is I always knew that God was real and I always believed and I always loved Jesus, but I didn't always make the right choices. And there was a time in my 20s, early 20s, um, I was – living a life and I was completely surrounded by non-Christians because we were planting and helping I was helping with a church plant in Vancouver in Canada and so I had no Christian friends early 20s no Christian friends very susceptible to getting out there and getting to know people I'm very social as you may have noticed I love people (laughs) and um, there was a time when I was just out hanging out with people at bars and clubs and everything and and not necessarily getting drunk or doing anything particularly wrong but there was a moment when i was just really my life was going not quite true north and i could feel myself slipping and it was getting, you know, I was going out maybe every Friday night, and then it was every Thursday and Friday night, then it was every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, and I'm going to church with a headache, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And I literally felt God say to me, if you're comparing yourself to alcoholics, then you're always going to win. Maybe you should compare yourself to someone
0: else. Yeah, wow. Okay. <sighs>
2: Devastated. Mm. (laughs) It was such a wake up call because I I realized my best friends were actually alcoholics. It was an eye opener. I, I hadn't, I hadn't even accepted that truth yet. And I had this moment where I was like, God was raising my bar and saying, the people around yeah. you need to raise. Yes. You need to raise the standards around yourself. Yeah. And it started a complete overhaul of my life. Yeah. Completely. It literally Beautiful. brought me back to Jesus. It was a yeah. repentance moment. Yeah. Um, it was because of that I started reflecting on my decision-making and I came back to the fact that, hang on a second, I've actually chosen not to be with the man that God had placed in my life, and it was actually my husband, Josh. Oh, there
0: you go. And so it
2: brought me back to where I was meant to be, and, yeah. and it really was a, a real comeback to jesus moment, but it was all about the people that were surrounding me.
0: Wonderful. Great story. David, I mean, it, it's difficult because, you know, in Matthew 28... The final commission, Jesus says go, and he means to go into the world. He doesn't say go into churches and, you know, and um, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son. So I guess as Christians, we can't just surround ourselves with uh, Christian friendship. So I guess there's that delicate balance between you need to have uh, those around you who are not and be able to sort of um, evangelize and, and be that example. How do you, I, I guess, um, straddle that balance?
1: Mm, good. Yeah, it's it's so true. Um, the, there is a temptation in church world to um, surround ourselves and busy ourselves in the church, but our mission is mm-hmm. out in the world. And so um, my wife and I, we are runners, so um, we've had to be very intentional because um, in the past I've had roles, um, significant roles in church denominations and so my whole time generally could be taken up um, literally, even to the exclusion of my family, with God, with church, and that that in itself seems really holy, but it 's not because we don 't exist here solely to uh, minister to each other but to um, to share our faith and to save the lost and so um, it 's been really good for us to be intentional about being involved in some running groups that are just you know just people that run and um, to be able to share you know even just it's just the comments initially, perhaps, like, oh, what are you doing today? Uh, I've run with a guy this morning who's not a Christian, and say, so that's fabulous. If anyone wants to join me on a Sunday morning, it was only 10Ks. I was, I'm feeling really fabulous right now. Could use a power aid. Um but, yeah, like, like it's just to be intentional to have those people around mm-hmm. you and to mm-hmm. not just be surrounding yourself with Christians but to, with non-Christians as well. I pray for this guy naturally. I'm looking for opportunities as we run, um, hopefully, hoping that he slows down and listens to me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, looking for opportunities to share my faith or to share my perspective on how God sustains me in my yeah, day-to-day nice. life. So just ha- um, having those opportunities being intentional about mm. having not just christian friends but non-christian friends um to be able to yeah still be having an effective faith a faith that has some traction to it yeah. rather than just a um holy sort of holy roller sort of life yes. i guess you might yeah. say yeah okay.
0: yeah fantastic that's great that's great advice and um unfortunately we, we are running uh, low on time and the one question that i had which i think is a very important one we don't often talk about it, is what happens when relationships in our church communities rupture? They fracture, right? They, they happen. We're, we're not immune to sort of, we're humans, we're sinners. So I guess, and I'll ask you to be a, a little bit succinct, what happens in those
3: uh, times? Dan, I'll start with you. Yeah, wow. Well, great great <laughs> question. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and I guess that's a real, the, the reality of it is, um, you know, in church, we're not perfect. Um, we're all people just trying to do life together and sometimes I think there's just, it can be the perception of, oh, they said this, that's not okay, I'm offended, they're a Christian, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, it's, it's going to happen, hang around long enough, you'll be you'll get offended and it's the way that you, it's the way you respond to that is is the key, um, it's not about whether it's going to happen or not and there's always opportunity to, um, with people, it's, it's what you do yeah. from there, it's do yeah. you look at them and go, they're, they should be a perfect Christian, they shouldn't have done that, are my expectations unrealistic or... Um, am I going to carry this around with me for the rest of my life now and be resentful and you know? So I, th- I think for me it depends on the circumstances and and what what's caused the fracture and who it's with and um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, just t- talking it out on some level whether it's the two of you sitting down together and saying hey look this is this is not great, whatever happened, this is not going well, let's talk it out, if it's that sort of relationship, or um, even getting in one of the pastors or, or, or a leader, you connect leader or, or something like that, and sitting down and um, I guess just having that heart of what we want to get through to the end of this, for, for, mm. for my spiritual mm-hmm. walk, for yours, um, and you know it, it, it just looks different depending on the circumstances, whether okay. it's, whether it's a, getting a leader involved, but... Um, I, yeah, I think an unhealthy way of dealing with it is, going, is, is telling everybody else about it, or throwing people under the bus, or you know mm-hmm. those sort of mm-hmm. things. Um, that's in, that's incredibly toxic and yeah. not great behaviour. So mm. um, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think what Dan at the beginning there, what you described, right, is an actually is in Matthew 18. So if you read that, Jesus goes through and uh, he's talking to his disciples about how to correct uh, you know a fellow uh, member. And at the end, he's got. There's the verse where it says, uh, "Where there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am in your midst." So that sounds like what you're uh, talking about.
3: Yeah, Yeah. just getting the right voices and just just getting some wisdom on it. Yeah, even talking to a lady yourself and saying, "Hey, this is what's happened. How do I move forward from this? How do I how do I deal with this?" So yeah. Cat,
2: I think you hit. You said it before, but expectations is a really big one. I think if we all agree to expect that everyone here is human and that we are all going to fail together forward it's okay you know and I just think if we if we can know that each one of us is human we all know nobody's perfect and we're not even even as our leaders who are so incredible but they're human we're all broken vessels Mm -hmm. you know and God's putting us back together piece by piece and I just feel like if every one of us comes into the church relationship with an expectation that says things are going to happen because we're human and it's okay and I'm human and they're human and so when someone steps on our toes or forgets to invite us or, you know, overlooks us or, you know, this week I, I, I thought about it and I was like, oh, I actually hadn't heard that um, Matthew had gone to be with Jesus and I texted a few people before I heard that and I hadn't acknowledged they're really close friends and I felt really bad and I just reached out to them and said, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, I didn't know you were grieving at this time. And, and we have to acknowledge our, our mistakes and then just own them and just say it's, you know, humility is a big thing that mm. will just bring mm. unity to a church. And it's just owning it and going, I'm so sorry, because that's mm. where that authenticity comes in. We're going to make Beautiful. mistakes, but we can yeah. do this together.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Beautiful. David, you got the last word.
1: Oh, man, that was a banger of a question, Lani, <laughs> <lining>, I've got <laughs> to say. Um, yeah, Christians having disagreements. Who's ever heard of it, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, like it's so true, and 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 it's just sort of like um, I think for me in 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 the past where that's happened because you know like um, the thing with authentic relationships is we allow each other to speak truth, and sometimes the truth hurts, and mm-hmm. sometimes we in as humans want to move away from that, but. Um, I think the thing that pulls us back is our shared faith. You know, the the central um, sort of concepts of our faith are things like God loves each one of us. And Mm -hmm. so once we can move, thank God that we have that backing behind those relationships Mm -hmm. because then Mm -hmm. we can move past that initial hurt and affront. And um, and we can go, you know, when we start to move into that space of, well, God loves that person, even if I don't. Um, And so... Why does God love that person, and why does God call me to love that person, and then start to move back into that space yeah. of reconciliation?
0: Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Mm. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And as I said at the beginning, it's a, it's a big discussion, right? And I feel like we've only just scratched the surface. But I think to summarize, I think we can all agree that yes, we are, are created to have a connection with God but also that we are created to have a connection with each other and maintaining, creating and maintaining and deepening those relationships, incredibly important both to the church and to ourselves individually. So if you can thank our panel. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much.